Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can assist your family, you can contact Lisa at 234-334-7547 today. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Red Line Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. It's the official home and auto parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. If you need any custom T-shirts, banners, stickers, anything like that made, then you reach out to Incredible Keepsakes. As Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. You can reach Incredible Keepsakes at 440-242-9648 or check out their websites at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. And don't forget to mention that Red Line Radio sent you. For all of our programming information, you can check us out on all social media platforms. You can listen to all of our great programming and live 24-hour music on the Red Line Radio LLC app. You can find it on the Google Play Store, but you can also check us out at RedlineRadioLLC.com where we are always live. This is really gross, but dirty trash cans can pose a serious health risk to you and your family. The pungent smell can attract rats and flies, not to mention maggots, both of which can contain dangerous diseases transferable to humans. Your dirty trash can is susceptible to harboring dangerous bacteria. Contact Brandon at Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning today at 440-752-1533 or find them on Facebook. Veteran owned and operated and eco-friendly. Again, call Brandon at 440-752-1533. Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck, too. Kyle, what's up? Dude, I'm pumped for this episode, man. I'm so excited about the draft tomorrow. Yeah, so this is, of course, the uh, draft special 2022. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Just overhauling. Hell yeah, we are happy to have you. We're happy for all of you to be here, to have all of you. Um, I got no visual, Tim. <laughs> no worries, but we're we still have audio. In the dark, and boys. that's all that matters. This is old school. This is radio. Here we are. All right, so as, of course, I'm wearing my Browns gear. We're doing the mock. Browns do not pick until pick 44. That's okay. We're still going to do a 1 through 32 pick, and then we're also going to do the Browns pick estimate at 44. You hope for the best. Um, the issue with that, of course, is it's a crapshoot. We're, we're going to guess. We're going to talk out our asses. The main thing for a mock draft that I try to do is to just try to get as many players correct in the first round. They may not be in order. They may not be in the right team. But if you get that guy, if you 
make your 32 picks and you get like 25 of them at right at least in the first round that's that's good that's kind of how i will I say it. our show is pretty good though the last yeah. two seasons we've well, done pretty well years prior the draft has been a lot easier to predict whereas this year for whatever reason it is i mean we're less than 24 hours away from the first pick first round i should say and i have no idea who's even going number one right there's there's rumors there's thoughts people have an idea but nothing's been confirmed years prior you you would know maybe a day or two in advance um yeah normally the first team in the draft comes out and says hey we're locked on yeah last so year so. you knew it was trevor lawrence then the jets traded up to two you knew they were taking zach wilson niners traded up to three right. you knew it was trey lance so boom one two three in order you knew who it was this year no idea pick number one i couldn't even tell you i have an idea but i don't know hold on i just want to call out that i forgot that i have a small midget green here I have a hole for my head. I like that. that. That's how that's product placement, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Talking about Ball's logo right on his chest. I, I take this serious here. So perfect. You can see the little <laughs> bit of word, the word talking on there. I like it. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna do the mock draft in a little bit. We're gonna do uh, typically we try to take our break at at ten thirty, but with the mock, we're just gonna do picks one through thirty six, then take our break. But the mock isn't right now. It's coming up. We have a couple other things we want to address. So let's get right into it. The Baker Mayfield statue. I think uh, everybody around Cleveland had to have seen that and probably has the same thoughts that we have. How embarrassing. I mean, we look both, at how bad that is. I think we both thought it was a joke at first. I, I zoomed in and I thought like, because, you know, the Internet's crazy. You can Photoshop anything. I, I honestly thought like, OK, somebody altered the face. Right. Somebody messed with it. They 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 obviously expanded the head an extra two feet. They they made him look like the the bad guy from Terminator 2. They they did everything they could to <laughs> not true. make it look like Baker. Because I remember when the uh the Christian Ronaldo or Christian Ronaldo, Ronaldo yeah. whatever the fuck his name is, I don't follow soccer or whatever. Um, when his his statue, bronze statue came out, everyone was like, That's a joke, right? There's right. no way that's that's he's a good looking dude. And that statue made him look like a monster. Uh, he stood next to it proud though back in the day. He was he was very happy about that. I mean, I have to say I I I'd assume that making a statue, carving a statue has got to be one of the toughest jobs in the world if these are the results. That's not true because if you look at okay, look at the bust that they put out for the Hall of Fame for NFL. Yeah, those are done so well. So there's people out there capable of putting together a statue. And honestly, I mean, you make the head, you make the body features. The rest of it cannot be that hard. Well, the only thing I wonder is like maybe there's like one really good guy or company that does it. <laughs> and the NFL, and the NFL is like, yeah, you're not doing anybody <laughs> else. Uh, we have an exclusive contract. You are busy year-round making statues for the, the Hall of Fame. Like, they give them the list it's, of people, and they're like, crazy. focus on this. Because, I mean, that's that's embarrassing. I mean... So, like I told you before we went live, I said, so I read a little bit. So that big-ass forehead of his that makes it look like it's just forehead is actually supposed to be the bandana that he used to wear. And supposedly, somebody in the article said that these, the image in what the middle part of the bandana is him planting the flag when he planted the flag at, at the shoe. Um, you can't see that. You can't see this on the statue. There's no definition. That it's a band. It looks like Peyton Manning on steroids when it comes to a forehead size. It's it's insane to me. Which that's embarrassing because the 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 putting the thing on the <laughs> horseshoe at a at a hair float in my face. It's hard to chisel a big piece of shit. Thanks, Mike. That's true. <laughs> hey, Mike. Uh, let's let's not act like you weren't Team Baker up until like three <laughs> weeks ago. All right. I remember getting into plenty of conversations with Mike about how he loved Baker and the Browns aren't getting going anywhere. Or he's not going anywhere. Is it chocolate? I think <clears throat> so. It might be one of those hollow bunnies we got as a kid. I mean, it kind of looks like it, it. it kind of looks like it melted. I guess that helps. If that's <laughs> if it is made out of chocolate. 
And why but, does it look so much bigger? I understand it's a statue, but yeah. even a statue, if you put it in size to other statues, it makes him look much taller than he really should I be. think it really is just his comparison, like his actual height next he, to it or size. Because you don't want to make it life-size because then that's embarrassing because then a little kid will walk up to him and be like, oh, my God, I'm so much bigger than Baker Mayfield. It's embarrassing <laughs> for Baker. So I understand Well, most that. kids nowadays are much bigger yeah. than Baker Mayfield. You want to make it big so it stands out. I get that. But that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Good time. Not, not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but you you got the they put the 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 headband on which is okay that was his signature thing but to put the flag planting against yeah. Ohio State a regular season game that meant nothing a- absolutely Baker's not a national champion he won a Heisman but that's an individual award that's not a team thing if they wanted to like he's doing the Heisman pose well they had a to get bit. both of his career achievements they couldn't yeah. get him being tackled up against the wall I mean they should have just put a six on his hat or, or the Oklahoma <laughs> logo or something on the the headband have him wear a cowboy Why? hat. Why do him planting the flag? I mean, that's just – it was a regular season game that – I mean, don't get me wrong. Ohio State fans were pissed about it, but now you're just kind of cementing that in the legacy of how pissed off Ohio State fans got at him in Oklahoma after that game. Why would you want that up there permanently? I mean, and, and like someone said, someone – he had to approve it. So he approved this to be the final, final thing that they put out. I don't understand how anybody who's proud of your image, like he's going through an image crisis right now – is okay doing this. I mean, if you look at a couple of years ago when he he came out with the Randy Marsh mustache, he he did all the funny facials. Was that the time he things. shaved his face three times during a game? Yeah, in one game because oh, he was yeah. embarrassed by how badly he played and then how stupid he looked with the mustache. We so shaved before the press conference like a fucking idiot. He he went on that dumb podcast a couple of weeks ago or whatever. He he makes bad decisions. So the fact that Baker approved this also is like he probably looked at it and was like, oh my god, that's the best I'll ever look. Yeah, fucking bronze that shit today. He just, he looks so terrible. And even if he didn't see it before the release, I know Donald's commenting, I maybe, okay, maybe he just saw like a, like a drawing of what it looked like. I just can't imagine it's much different than what you're seeing here with technology nowadays. And also like, I mean, if it's a finished product, how long do those take? Like, it's not like something you're doing on your computer where it's like, you know what? It's, could you, could you change that a little bit with this? It's like, Hey, could you spend the next three years redoing my no, no, statue? They started the 3d print about two years ago. of <laughs> it just starting from the bottom. <laughs> Yeah, that's why if it was life size, it would have been done in like a week. How little he is, maybe even smaller than that. Man. Yeah, that's he's not doing the the Heisman post. He's actually trying to tackle the Texan safety that intercepted him right there. That's how he hurt his shoulder last year because it is this non throwing labrum right there. So good call, Lee. Um, Will the shoulder fall off? Yes, probably. Yeah, it, it's just an embarrassing statue. I mean, I I, I get it. it. It's supposed to be nice and monumental. If anything, I would I would ask him like put my helmet on. Make it look like a big Funko Pop. That's popular nowadays. Stick it behind the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. If you put it, it no, I don't think it has a dick for anybody, any women to come suck <laughs> with Dave. But if you if you make it, put a helmet on, kind of hide the face a little bit. It's not as embarrassing. It's like okay, that's the Baker Mayfield statue. The fact that his face is so prominent and like that's the main focus, and it looks so bad. That's just it's embarrassing. However, it's the only bronze statue Baker will ever have. He's obviously never going to be in the Hall of Fame unless he works there as a ticket taker. So it's he's like, in no it's danger. It's like Johnny Manziel going back to Texas A&M. He will ever be kind of looks popular. more like Johnny Manziel than it does Baker Mayfield. Now that you mentioned that, you're right. Right? A little bit. Hmm. Johnny kind of had the wild curly hair. Yeah. He's Is he doing the Heisman or is he kind of stumbling drunk? Baker and Johnny both kind of did that. Johnny 2.0. Book it. I mean, a lot of people called Manziel that or Baker that when he was drafted. Even my uncle who turned into the biggest diehard Baker fan before the draft. If you mentioned Baker's name, he called him Baker Manziel. Mm. And but he changed his way. As soon as huh? we drafted him, it was Baker's the greatest quarterback. Uh, I love him because that's how Browns fans kids. are. They're so wishy-washy. But he immediately said, 
Baker or before the draft was Baker Manziel. The Browns aren't going to touch that little guy. He's embarrassment running from the cops, just like Manziel. And uh, lo and behold, people want a, a statue outside of First Energy Stadium for him. Not well, the happen. statue's in Oklahoma now. If you want to go drag it to the Cleveland, go ahead. It's fine. My you favorite try. thing right now is because Baker's on the outs. There are Oklahoma fanboys and fangirls that are attacking Brown's Twitter. Oh, Oklahoma fans are the worst and right now. They're embarrassing because they're they're making comments about stuff. They're completely wrong. Like one guy was uh, somebody tweeted something random about like. I agree, Donald. He is better than Manziel ever will be. I agree. I agree oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not comparing it to. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying no. like. Fans compared the two before the draft because they didn't like they didn't want Baker. Then they fell in love with him. But uh, but somebody was tweeting something the other day of like, you know, the, the Browns were able to beat the Bengals twice this year, even though they went to the Super Bowl. It wasn't even about Baker. And some random guy said something like, yeah, now you want that quarterback out of town. And the person's like, he didn't even play in the second game against them. <laughs> like, why are Oklahoma? And it was an Oklahoma fan. Like, they're just crazy about Baker. I've seen a lot of Oklahoma fans on Twitter just going back and forth, back and forth. And it's just crazy. I mean, they're not even Cleveland. Like you said, they're not even from Cleveland. They're just from Oklahoma defending Baker. And, and some of them go as far as changing their names because you need to change your name on Twitter. Yeah. To like Baker fan or Baker yeah, it's forever. It's, it's just a weird a weird issue. And the other thing too is, is with Oklahoma fans, I, I don't get it. I didn't go to college personally. So I have no say in like an alma mater or anything like that, but I know like diehard college fans who cares when a guy goes pro, like 90% of the players on your college team, even if you're, if you're an Oklahoma fan, 90% of them are not going to make it in the NFL. Right. The, the, the odds are so small. And even the ones that get to the NFL, the odds of them being successful, very small. It's the same people. So are you just aggravated 24-7 because yes. there's a lot of people you have to defend? There's a lot. Remember when we drafted Braylon Edwards back in the day because he came from Michigan? How mm -hmm. many people were pissed off about that? Oh, I can't be a fan of him because he went to Michigan. Who fucking cares? I am way more a Browns fan than I'll ever be an Ohio State fan because I'm not even like, – I like Ohio State, but I don't care. But I don't care about a college. If a guy from Michigan comes to Cleveland, we have Donovan Peoples-Jones. We just traded for Chase Winovich. I don't give me all the fucking Michigan guys. Give me David Ajabu this year from Michigan. I would take a lot of their defensive yeah. players coming on this draft. Hundred percent, absolutely. If, if somehow he falls, which will never happen in a billion years, but if Aiden Hutchinson makes it and the Browns can trade up to get him, please come to Cleveland. Like absolutely, I don't care about what college that entire defense to. that they had last year. They're going to be missing a lot of pieces next year because they have like I think three guys going to be top top thirty two. What do you mean, uh, Dave? Asked if I have a Baker band. What does that mean? Like a headband? Does I don't he, know. Yeah, no, he does have a he does have a Baker, uh, um, a uh, like a, whatchamacallit, a, a I have a Browns headband thing. Oh, you have a Browns headband, but I mean, it kind of looks like the Baker when Baker. I mean, he says. used to wear them, but I, I got it. Like, I just got it. I didn't He's got to keep his flowing locks held back somehow. When I had hair, I bought it. When I wasn't when I had my hairline still. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that statue is <sighs> embarrassing. It's just the. It just sucks right now that we're trying to get rid of Baker. No, this is the perfect timing situation. Yeah. This is the best timing for this to happen because he walked out like royalty to that Oklahoma spring game last week. When this oh, I out. mean, good for him. I'm okay with it. I just wish he wasn't technically a Cleveland Brown right now. I just don't want the headlines. I don't want the publicity. I, I just, just, I want to move on. Like we have Deshaun Watson. Personally, I don't care about Baker anymore. If they cut him, it is what it is. If they trade him and they get a couple draft picks or, you know, even a, a day three pick, it is what it is. If they have to trade him and, eat some of the contract, whatever. I just want him gone. Mm. I want him. I want this chapter closed. I actually don't want him gone. I want him to sit on this, our team the entire year and we just pay him to sit at home because we can afford it. I don't. Cause Fuck I don't, it. I don't want him to get a super bowl ring because I'm going all in with the Browns <laughs> this year, baby. We're winning the super bowl. Sean Watson plays. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I want Baker out of here. I'm sick of the headlines. I'm sick of hearing about him. I'm sick of the draft chatter. Hopefully by the end of this weekend, that will be all said and done. I'll get more into that. My thoughts on what could potentially happen with Baker as we do our mock draft, because some of that's going to correlate and we'll get to that in a little bit.
<clears throat> Next up, quick thing I wanted to get to. Uh, not only did the uh, the Guardians, a terrible team right now, they had an incident over the weekend on Saturday. We were actually here in studio watching the game, and it ended with Stephen Kwan running into the wall, basically giving himself a concussion. And the Yankee fans, the pieces of shit that they are, cheered him being hurt, and they were yelling, talking shit to the fan or the players. So as you can see in the photo there, Miles Straw jumped up on the, the side or on the, the wall and went right up to the fans and said, fucking hit me. I dare you. Like yeah. he was calling them all out. Uh, did you see the video from the fan side? I did. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was just I mean, the fact that that not, the fact that he ran up there and said what he said, but the fact that what they were saying to these players. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I understand. And I appreciate I love it when fans talk shit to a point. But there's just certain things you don't cheer. There's certain things you don't say. Someone getting hurt, that's a, that's a line crosser for me. Yeah, really quick, uh, we'll go back to Baker. I just have a quick thought for, for Dave. He said how quickly the fans of Cleveland turned on him. Uh, yeah, I agree most fans did do a 180 overnight. For me, though, you guys had me on uh, Steel City Renegades back in January. It was I think it was January 2nd. And I was telling you then, Baker's not the guy. Baker mm-hmm. needs to yeah, go. We both said that. And yeah. Kyle can attest to this, too, for me. I've been saying that for almost two years now that Baker's not the guy. Like I, I was, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. I've been saying it for fucking years. I was the first one to really question Baker Mayfield and not just see it through the, the Browns tinted lenses that most fans see. Toot, toot, motherfucker. But hey, here I am, <laughs> right again. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So back to the Miles Straw thing. I mean, the Yankees fan, Yankee fans are getting just annihilated nationally. They're already a hated group. Most people don't like the Yankees. They don't like their fan base. And they're known for being pieces of shit. Now you actually have more evidence of that. You have Miles Straw getting into an altercation. You have them cheering a guy that got hurt. And it's the Guardians. It's Stephen Kwan, a rookie, who, who has no ties with the Yankees. It's not like he, he used to play for them or he hit a game-winning right. home run against them, did anything. The guy's never even been to New York, probably. And here he is getting shit talk because he got hurt trying to make a play. Then the Yankees end up winning, and they start throwing shit on the field, uh, causing a huge commotion. Even the players, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, came out and were yelling at the fans, telling them to stop. They're like, this is embarrassing. After the game, Miles Straw had some really good quotes, basically just saying that they are terrible people. Yankees fans are the worst. They have a bad reputation because of things like that. They own that reputation. It's not something that came out of nowhere overnight. They literally are pieces of shit. And, yeah. and I'm glad it's I'm glad it was caught on camera there. The, uh, the the it's weird because I'm not sure who's who's worse, Boston or New York fans. I mean, they're both pieces of shit. We talked about the Boston fans uh, with, last with episode, Kyrie, with yeah, Kyrie. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think what's 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 shitty about this is just what was said. Again, I don't care that you that you talk shit or whatever, but I hope to God MLB is going back and looking at the camera footage and calling and, and pointing out every one of those fucking fans, at least Yankee Stadium should be. Yeah. And they're going to um, ban them for life from the stadium. Because this reminds me of like Bottlegate for the Browns. Remember back in the day with Bottlegate? Yeah. Where they they call, they went through the, the stands and they called out everybody and said, you're banned, you're banned, you're banned. They should do the same fucking thing for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, throwing shit on the field is never acceptable. You can't do that. Uh, cheering for a guy that gets hurt is unacceptable also. I think that looks good. It's oh, it was. Down, oh, I'm sorry. Down, it's up and down shaking. You can see it kind of. Oh, I didn't. Now I see it. Okay, I got you. Sorry, everybody. Um, I've been saying it, but I was. Uh, I didn't even notice, to be honest. My bad. Um, but yeah, so Miles Straw jumps in the crowd. The fans are talking shit. Um, it, to to your question of the which fan base is worse, New York or Boston? I would personally say Boston. Yankees fans are 
they're stubborn, they're outrageous, they're loud, uh, they could be annoying, don't get me wrong. But you have Boston fans who are the same and throw in racism. Yeah. New York is a very, very like they're accepting of everybody in New York for the most part. Uh, Boston, on the other hand, very, very racist. So I'm going to go with Boston has the worst fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just it's 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 despicable. And not only is there there's no room in sports for racism, there's no room in the world for racism, in my opinion. Right. And Boston, you can eat a bag of dicks. Everybody there. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Um, Yeah. So Boston's worse. I mean, even Donald agrees with that. So. Yeah, just it's it's crazy. It's it's a shame that it happened to the Guardians of all teams because we suck. We're we're not a rival to the Yankees. We just played a game. A guy got hurt, and they're cheering and they're treating him like that. It just goes to show you the kind of people that they are. Because imagine if it was Boston or you know any other player that did that, and it was a legit rivalry. Probably could have gone way worse. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay again. It's just it sucks how they lost, and it sucks because Quan got I think Quan got hurt two players earlier because he backed <clears> up and caught a ball. Like he ran into the, the fence, hurt his back, and he was kind of wincing mm-hmm. a little bit. And then when he went back again and got hurt for the first, the second time, yeah, I think the shit talking started after the first time he got hurt because I remember the center field. I think Straw her overheard mm-hmm. and was saying something, and that's kind of what started the back and forth. Yeah, and then when he got hurt for real the second time, that's when shit that's really when hit. Everybody the basically had to go to yeah. the warning track to like to check on Quan, and then you could hear the players clear as day, and right. they're yelling, talking shit, and it's crazy because you see Terry Francona walking away, and he's like five feet away from Miles Straw. As Miles Straw gets ready to jump up on the the fence, right? So it, like they were right there. I mean, and the fact that the Yankees had to come out and like tell their fans to like chill the fuck out, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, the other thing too is like there's no one from the Guardians getting any backlash or getting any taking any flack because they did nothing wrong. Miles Straw defending his teammate. You don't cheer somebody getting hurt. That's despicable. Right. Um, the Guardians did. I mean, it, it, if you're an outsider, you look at it and you go, oh well, Straw has no business antagonizing this and that. But it's like. You know, you can only take so much. Guys mm-hmm. yelling shit. You're defending your teammate. He didn't do anything I, no, wrong. I mean, no, no Guardians player antagonized anything. No, they, they were in the defensive mode the entire time. Most of those fans, without pulling up Google, don't even know who the hell any of the Indians or Guardians outfielders are. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Do you think they know Miles Straw? Do you think they know Stephen Kwan? No right. chance. There's there absolutely was, no there chance. People calling in on Sunday because I was listening to CBS. Yeah, because this, this all happened Saturday. Yeah, and Sunday I was listening to CBS Sport like on on ninety two three because they had like na- nationwide show, mm-hmm. and there's Yankee fans calling in saying we don't claim these people because even though we're a spirited bunch, as they say, we would never have crossed this line. These are just people who are just drunk out of their minds, losing losing their mind and and talking shit. Yeah, people were pissed. Um, and again, I, that's the one thing I love about it. National media, even national media, is like the Yankees are disgusting. Like these fans are horrible. And then diehard Yankees fans, like you said, are saying that they're like, these are not Yankees fans. They do not like, they do not represent us. This isn't what we're about. We're a good fan base, blah, blah, blah. Uh, either way they can go fuck themselves. I've never liked the Yankees. I've never liked anything about New York except for being there. I like the city, but like the sports wise, I hate all the teams. I hope they all fail miserably. The Yankees just gave me a little bit more fuel to the fire of hatred. Uh, I think we do have a nice little rivalry with them. Uh, kind of in the playoffs, especially. And then now this is only going to fuel it. It's just a shame that we're terrible. And there's really no rivalry when you're a bad Browns and Steelers. You want a rivalry with the Browns and Steelers, but the Browns weren't winning any games. You wanted a better rivalry with Ohio State and Michigan. Took 10 years for Michigan to win a game. Right. So a lot of issues, things like that. But what can you do? Donald says it's always allowed my minority of fans that ruin it for the fan base. It's true. I mean, mm-hmm, 100%. when Bottlegate happened, it's not like every one of the Browns fans are like, oh, yeah, we want to hit somebody with a bottle. You know, it it, yeah. it happens, you know. But, I mean, 
because you think about it, you have maybe you have 20 fans out of the tens of thousands that go to a game. And they're the ones that get the headlines because they did this stupid shit. Right. But again, everyone's going to put the whole the whole group under a microscope and say, oh, all right, well, it's because of this. That's Yankees fans in general are just pieces of shit. But yeah. again, it really was, you know, one percent. It's always that most. one fight that breaks out that gets all the camera footage from people on their cell phones yeah. that and say, oh, you know, this fan versus this fan. This fan base is horrible because he threw the first punch. And that's the funny thing, too, is uh, you had local guys this week talking about old stories from the 80s, from, you know, back in the day with the dog pound fan fans would show up and throw batteries at players and do sh- shit like that. And they're like, this, this current stuff isn't that bad. If you put it into perspective by what happened years ago, years ago, that's like, could you imagine though, like a D battery across the field? That used to be a thing in, in the dog pound. That you used to be a thing. grip on that D battery too. Yeah. You better grip that D <laughs> Kyle's advice. 2022. Um, that's just a tip. It's coming later. Don't worry. But yeah. I mean, they said that the, the stuff that the fans used to do to opposing players and shit back in the day, or even current player, like, hometown players if a guy had a bad game they would go out and like fuck with them and and you know right do horrible shit to them because back then there wasn't social media yeah there wasn't any you couldn't get justice. caught or anything yeah there like was that. no yeah. footage of it you could just move on with your life so it's crazy the how far we've come but to an extent as incidents like this we have also fallen a little bit just a little bit but what can you do all right. Uh, quickly, I am going to do a little bit something. I don't have a picture or anything for it. It's just something I wanted to bring up because it's extremely nerdy and analytic. And I wanted to talk about it because Andrew Barry is an extremely analytical, nerdy type of guy, which I love. Because he's throwing a curveball here? Not really. It's just a little fun fact, I guess. In, in honor of Greg Sherwood being on the show. <laughs> Hashtag fun fact time. Here's a little fun fact for everybody. So a guy, I'm not going to try to explain it too much because it is extremely nerdy. But there was a guy who went out of his way to chart players that could potentially be on the Browns radar. He didn't do every draft uh, eligible player, but he did a good chunk and he graded them on how Andrew Barry grades his picks. And that is by age, height, weight, and RAS, which is the relative athletic score we talked about a couple weeks ago. And on the chart, he had, he highlighted everything. Everybody that checks every box got four boxes, basically meaning like you're a perfect score out of the entire group. This guy did. And there were like a hundred something players I think there was seven total that had a perfect score for the Browns. Really? Three of them are first round prospects that will not be there for us at 44. The rest of them are probably day three picks. So just a few names I'm going to give you guys because the draft can get boring. I know that as a guy that goes every year, a guy that watches almost every pick, it can get very boring on day three. Yeah, it gets when you're, you're you're seeing guys drafted that you've never heard of. You have to Google them. You're like, who the fuck is this? It's just the presentation that makes it boring. Absolutely. Because on day three, yeah, they're not even like going to making a big old presentation. They're just like, oh, and and the Browns pick blah 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 blah, and then oh, and now the Bills are up. The Bills pick. Blah. They don't yeah. put much into it, so you don't and really then dive into yeah because you have much. the first round. It's exciting. You have Roger Goodell comes out on stage, announces the pick. The player comes out. He's he really hugs everyone, holding yeah. the jersey. You're like, holy shit, this is incredible. And then round two, they kind of do a little show time. Yeah. And then it slowly starts to go where all of a sudden they don't even announce it. It's just, you'll see a little scroll on the bottom. It's like, oh shit, yep. the Browns drafted who? So a couple guys I want to mention here. <clears throat> so really quickly, the, the group from the first round guys that I don't think will be there at 44, <clears throat> excuse me, George Karloftis from Purdue, right? The defensive end, the edge rusher. He is the number one guy that checks all the boxes. He is a perfect score for Andrew Barry. Next up we have, Kair Elam, the cornerback from Florida, mm-hmm. perfect score, first-round prospect. And then Derek Stingley, cornerback, LSU. Those are the guys from the first round, perfect scores. Now we get into the, 
the three or day three guys. Again, some names to keep in mind. Don't know if we'll take any of them, but if we do, you heard it here first because of their, their, their call, perfect call, score. Calling it now. Huh? Calling it. So you have Dane Belton, safety out of Iowa. Again, day three prospects. Chris Steele, cornerback USC. Tyler Vrabel, offensive tackle, Boston College. And Zonovan Knight, running back, North Carolina State. So these were guys that all tested perfect. Again, doesn't mean it's, it's going to happen. Maybe Andrew Barry will take a guy that's got three out of four two out of four, even if he really likes somebody, but these guys four out of four check every box for Andrew Barry. Like I so. see I, those first three you mentioned, I can see them being perfectly graded because I, I would love to have any one of those three. The other three, I'll be honest. I'm not as into it as much as you are. I haven't really heard too mm -hmm. much about those players. No, honestly, I don't know much about them either. I mean, <clears throat> when you get to day three guys, none of them are on a quote unquote sleeper list sure, for me. Not much yet. Cause it's, it's so hard to predict. I mean, you have hundreds of guys that are eligible to get drafted and only a few get, you know, only half of them get drafted. The rest of them undrafted free agents. Right. Some of them never even go to the NFL. So again, these are just some guys that were listed for three possibilities. So these are just names to keep in the back of your head. So when day two, day three comes around. Yeah. You heard Justin mention it first here talking about balls. Yeah. Just figured I'd give everybody those names. So if again, I'm not predicting the Browns take them. I'm not, I'm not even going to take credit if the Browns take them because this isn't my research. You'll I just take, wanted to take credit. It's I okay. wanted Browns fans out there to just know about these names. So if you take a guy and you look him up and you're like, okay, this guy actually looks like he's pretty good. Just so you know, you've heard the name first. That's all I want. I just want you guys to be, be educated with me. Uh, with that being said, are you guys ready for mock draft? 2022. I feel like I'm underdressed. I should have worn my blazer and tie. We are ready. Viva Las Vegas. Everybody, I am charged up. I leave tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. I fly to Las Vegas. I will be there all three days. I fly home late Sunday night, so I get to experience Vegas in the full effect, kind of, and I can't wait. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to get right into it. The way we do our mock, for those of you that are new to our show, I pick, Kyle picks, Kyle picks, I pick. We go back and forth with all of our picks. Two totally separate one through 32 mocks. We haven't um, shown each other any of our picks. Yeah, we haven't talked way. about any picks. We have not, we're not doing any contests or anything like that. This isn't like the NBA stuff or any other thing. This is just kind of for fun. We just want to see if we can hit a couple guys, if we can hit a handful of picks, if we can guess that a guy at least is going to be in the first round that maybe not a lot of people thought he would be or, you know, shit like that. That's what we try to do. Some are, some are going to be like, how, how are you taking him so high? How are you taking him so low? This is just for fun with yeah. guesses we think is going to work. And I'll be honest, the last two years we've done this, we've done pretty well in certain certain areas, especially later on in the draft. We've done pretty yeah. well later on pick. Too, I, so. uh, I rolled the dice big time on this draft. I was telling Kyle, uh, I didn't I didn't go off what Vegas said, but I do have some friends that are like diehard into like getting rumors and finding some shit out. And one of my buddies, he is that he's actually gone as far as he's putting money on people being picked at so specific spots because really? of the way he watches the line change. This mic. No, it's actually my buddy Craig. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my buddy Craig, the Seahawks fan, he 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 has money on pick number three, and you'll hear who that is when I say it, but that's the Houston Texans pick. He has specifically picked a guy that he he says is going number three. It has to be this player, and he wins some decent money because he's bet on multiple apps. I'm curious if we're, either one of us guessed this guy. I did. I oh, put it down there okay. because of how All much right. information he's given okay. me. I'm rolling with it to see if it actually comes to fruition, so we'll see. Uh, but with that being said, the Jacksonville Jaguars – are now on the clock. Okay. And oh, that's like music. the pick is in. That made my nipples hard. I love it. I love it. I'm going to hear it way too much tomorrow, though. That's the bummer. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the pick is in for the Jaguars here for my mock. I will start us off. And with the number one pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trayvon Walker, D 
defensive end, Georgia. Wow. That's who I'm going with. That's an amazing pick because, spoiler alert, Kyle takes Trayvon Walker, defensive end, Georgia. Again, we did not talk <clears throat> about this. I even told you. I thought the first one people were going to be like, why are you taking him so high? No, I mean, that is the crazy rumor going around right now, the uh, the hot. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire sometimes. Also, yeah. with the draft, there is a smoke screen. So maybe people are just putting some false information out there. But when you have the number one overall pick, you don't really need to fake anything to anybody. You just go out and make your pick. It's pretty simple. Side note, Lee, Lee, who, who watches our show a lot, shout out to Lee, I've known him for a long time. Huge Jacksonville fan. Oh, really? Okay. Huge Jacksonville fan. So he wants Hutchinson. I mean, for, for me, if I'm Jacksonville, I would rather take Hutchinson. I think he's the safer prospect. I think Walker's a really good player. Uh, don't get me wrong, but he kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, you look at the draft leading up to just college football yep. season. It was it was Thibodeau from Oregon. He yep. was the consensus number one overall pick. Then you get a little closer, and all of a sudden it's Thibodeau or is it Hutchinson? Now Thibodeau's kind of out of the picture He's for whatever reason. In, at least in mind, Thibodeau's dropped a little bit. Yeah, he really has. I mean, there's a lot of people that that think he could he could take a huge slide out of top five, yes. possibly out of top ten, which would be nuts. <clears throat> but I'm going. Trevon Walker, number one overall pick. Again, could be a smoke screen, but there's too much smoke right now. There's a lot of rumors, and I'm going with it. And we, we are matching. So we got second. Detroit Lions are now on the clock. And the pick is in. They they, they raced to the podium for this one. And I don't they, I think they, they ran and threw I, this at Goodell. No lie, this is how it will be tomorrow night if Trevon Walker goes number one. I think they will literally run to this podium to go, hey, we need this guy right now. And they're going to literally drive their car down the street to pick this guy up because this is Aiden Hutchinson going number two overall. That is actually also who I have. So I think hmm. our top five are going to be kind of similar with okay. Kyle and I. Um, but I think we are going to have some extreme differences coming up. So that's a that's a good one. Number okay, one so, and two, so far, we're number on one, number page. two, we're on the same page here. I like this it. This is where I think we go off the rails, I think which so. is great. That's what you guys want. You want different picks and everything. And for those of you at home, if you guys do mocks or anything, uh, if you can get it to me, I got, I'll got i be waiting at airports tomorrow, uh, at least one. So send them my way. Email it to me um, or and send it to the ta- tab page. Send us in a messenger. Put it on the page, whatever. Uh, I love reading mock drafts. If you guys want to, If you guys do one. Let me see it. I want to take a look at and it. And while we're doing this show tonight, if you have any difference of opinion, give us a quick call. Yeah, let us Drop know. an opinion. Uh, drop, call in, give us, and let us know what you're saying. Because, I mean, we have Lee right there who, who Kyle said that his buddy's a Jacksonville fan, and he thinks they're taking Hutchinson. So right off the rip, number one, we have a difference in opinion from a listener, which is awesome. So keep them coming. And uh, let's get to pick number three. Possibly this is where we, Kyle and I, are going to veer off in different directions. All right. And pick three's in, huh? The Houston Texans are on the clock. And I believe Roger Goodell is the pick in. Oh, it is. It's Ladies in. and gentlemen, with the third pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback LSU. That is who my buddy is betting a lot of money on. And he is hearing some hot rumors that he is the lock pick for number three. Mm. Interesting because it's like Houston needs a lot of pieces, so I can see where anyone can go there. Sure, but Kyle's going a different direction. I have them taking Evan Neal, okay, offensive lineman, okay, out of Alabama at number three there. So that's a smart pick. I mean, there's a lot of people that think that that could have, they, like you said, they need a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, need to fill some holes for whatever reason. Derek Stingley Jr. is Vegas thinks he is going three, and the sure. funny thing, the little fun fact about this from my friend is he. 
his buddy bet money through, I think it's like bet MGM or whatever. There's some app out there. And what they'll do is if you make a, he bet like 10 bucks okay, and the line was so big, it's to win like a few hundred. They keep emailing him daily and they're like, Hey, if you want to close this bet right now, we'll give you 50 bucks. Close it now. We'll give you so 75. That some, They're offering uh, that the, 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 the MGM is offering him more money. To, I feel like I need to get on prop swap right now. They basically want him to it. cancel his, his pick, take a third of the money. Cause if it hits, they don't want to pay him $300. There you go. So he, they're all going to keep the picks because they have a lot of money riding on it, but they really think that that's a lock and going to happen. So that's who I'm going with. There you go. so Kyle, something to watch there for the third pick right there. I'll let you uh, let you start us off with the, the New York New Jets. New York Jets are on the clock, and you know what? They don't care about the draft, but they threw their pick in anyways. Yeah, uh, they're going with. Hold on, is the pick in? I don't know if it's in or not. Maybe Goodell is he's getting off his chair. Remember, he's, he brought that stupid fucking chair to clean around. Oh, there he is. Finally in. He was glued he, to his he seat. He fumbled. He fumbled the envelope, as they say. It happens. That's Goodell. Uh, That's, this is when everyone boos Goodell. This is true. why. This, he's, yeah, especially the New York Jets. He fans. takes his time. Yeah, they do not like him. Pick is in. They're going cornerback out of Cincinnati. Ahmed Gardner. Okay, sauce. Sauce, sauce Gardner. Board. All right. So this is another one where I rolled the dice. We have different picks here. Rolled the dice here. Okay. So this is one where, as of late, the last couple of days, a lot of rumors. The Jets love a certain player right. that a lot of people don't have in their top 10, possibly, maybe even you know top five. And that is Jermaine Johnson, defensive end, Florida State University. Interesting. That's a good pick. Though. That's I mean, one that that's, I'm hearing the Jets are kind of torn between a little higher than Thibodeau, thought. Jermaine Johnson, and I forgot the, the third person that they're kind of torn between. It might be Sauce Gardner yeah. if, if he's available. Um, but the rumor I saw is they are enamored with Jermaine Johnson, and that's going to be the surprise pick. So I'm going with that also. Bold predictions here and talking about balls. Folks. I also did it a bit of a – to be spiteful in a sense because my friends are Jets fans, and I think that would be a really bad pick if they took him four. And I've been telling my friends all week in my in our group text, I hope to God they take him for, and I also hope they trade for Debo Samuel with their 10th pick, and I will just be making fun of them all weekend about how bad the draft was. So <laughs> that's kind of me personally. I want that feeling. I want to be able to make fun of them. Because you just and like exactly, talking Donald shit, says, so Jets okay. are going to screw it up. Jets are, I, I hate to say this because I love the Browns, but the Jets are turning into the new Browns where yes. they're making really bad draft decisions. They're like I mean, 2000 to 2008 Browns. Yeah. Absolutely. The year we took Jedrick Wills, which is funny that the Browns fans are kind of hating on Jedrick Wills as of late. And I don't understand why. Um, but the, the same year, a few picks later, the Jets took Mekhi Becton, offensive lineman. He has been a complete bust. The Jets fans are ready to move him to right tackle, possibly move on from him in general. And I love it. Then they took Zach Wilson last year. I think Zach Wilson sucks. What a I don't bust. like Elijah Mitchell. I don't like Michael Carter. I don't like their core group. I think Robert Sala doesn't isn't a good coach. So they took Jermaine Johnson here. Just another dumb decision by Joe Douglas, the Jets GM. And I am here for it. They, they should I love take who I the suggested they should take sauce. Then. If they took sauce Gardner, that's a really good pick. Honestly, <laughs> if they take Jermaine Johnson, I will be making fun of them all weekend. So I can't wait for that to happen. Um, it is me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. they traded off and one New York team jumped off. Another one jumped on. The stage. Yeah. Now we, we go same stadium, but different teams, the New York football giants with the fifth overall pick. And I think Goodell is getting ready to head up. There we go. Here he comes. And the pick is in. I am going off of your pick. He's staying in New York, but just different teams. I'm going Evan Neal also. Offensive tackle, Evan Alabama. Neal. Nice. That's a good pick for him. I mean, again, another team that needs a lot of holes filled. They do. They're not going to go quarterback, although quarterback is one of their biggest needs. Uh, I, I can't see them going wide receiver 
only because they just drafted Kadarius Tony last year. However, there's rumors that they want to trade. Tunnel, the Giants are going to screw it up too. Yes, yeah, the Giants are terrible too. I mean, the longer they stick with Daniel Jones, the longer they're going to be terrible. So I'm not worried about the Giants ever being a contender for a while. But you have they drafted uh, Kadarius Tony last year. There's rumors they're trying to trade him. Nobody wants to take him though because they put a too high of a price tag. Then you have Darius Slayton, who's a very good offensive weapon for them. They're trying to trade him. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like the Giants have any idea what they're doing. Their but front office is a little uh, wackadoo right now. If they're trying to dump a wide receiver, maybe a wide receiver would come into excuse me come into play. There's a patented Jason. There's burp. the burp. Um, but if they take one, that would then a wide receiver would come into play. But until they actually do that, I'm not going to go with that. So I'm staying away from wide receiver for the Giants. Spoiler alert: They're not taking one with their next pick coming up in a few. But for this one, I'm going offensive lineman. I think Evan Neal. It. This is one of those situations because this is my first offensive lineman off the board. There are three very, very good ones that could go. There's Iki Ikwanu, there's Evan Neal, and then Charles Cross. All could go top 10, and I could see the Giants taking any of them, but I'm rolling the dice for me personally. I have Evan Neal as my top offensive lineman. I'm guessing that could be the who the Giants are going for as well. So that's that's who I went with. So I have me sticking with the same position. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I always go to Justin cause I screwed every name up here, but the, uh, is it Ikanu or Kwanu? Yeah. Uh, so they call him Icky. So Icky Ikanu. So Yeah. So I have them taking him, taking him at this pick here, <laughs> same position. Cause again, we both agree they need, they need help everywhere, but offensive line is a big hole for them, mm-hmm. but I haven't, t- I think he's the second ranked, I think second highest ranked offensive lineman. In I mean, it's subjective. It's all about who you go for, but right. yeah, it's any, any list you look at. The other thing too, is, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because we're 24 hours away from the draft. So this is where rumors come out. A rumor right now is. Uh, Evan Neal has medical issues. So teams are saying he could drop huge because he's got medical issues. the same doctor that predicted um, Awusumar yeah, had heart, issues. heart yeah. issues. Yeah. So they're coming out and saying that uh, that Evan Neal has some health issues, but Evan Neal and his his camp, they've come out and they've defended all that. And they've said, absolutely not. He is completely healthy. We are, yeah. we, we're not standing for this fucking blasphemy. Uh, because basically teams do this. Teams will put out some false rumors. We'll get to that when I get to the Browns pick about another player who is all of a sudden getting red flag with character issues. And when you ask around, people are like, what character issues? Like I've never really heard of this before. So we'll other, get to that. A lot teams of trying to diminish. So they, it's, can, it's all about, so they can get the play. Yeah. It's all about strategizing and trying to hope that a guy drops. Maybe, you know, maybe Seattle is shitting on Evan Neal behind the scenes because they want him to fall to nine so mm-hmm. they can take him, but they're going to tell everybody else. Yeah. This guy, when he came in here, you know, his pants were sagging. He was swearing, smelled like weed. Like they're going to lie about people because they want him to fall. It's all about if you believe it or not. Absolutely. So that is who I'm going with at five, and I think you are up for six. Yes, number six, <clears throat> the Carolina Panthers are on the board. Now, before they make their pick here, one thing I'm going to say for me, if the Carolina Panthers do not take a quarterback in this year's in the, in the draft in the first round, I think they're getting Baker Mayfield by the end of the weekend. Why I say that is because they have the sixth overall pick. They don't pick again until, like, pick 100 or something like that. They have a, I don't think they have a second or third round pick. There's a huge gap. <clears throat> So if they don't take a quarterback at six, they're not going to find one in, in the fourth round. Now, the the other thing I've heard about Carolina is because they are missing so many picks, they're going to try to trade back. So they might move back to like the teens, try to get a second or third round pick. If they do that, then obviously they're back in play for a quarterback. But if you're a Browns fan and you want in, uh, Baker Mayfield off this roster, <clears throat> you need to hope that the Carolina Panthers do not take a quarterback mm. tomorrow or at all this weekend, pretty much, because you want Baker to be who they're looking for. So with that being said, I'll let Kyle make his pick. I think the pick is in officially. Mm-hmm. And because Carolina does not want Baker Mayfield, they are going with Malik Willis here with their pick, quarterback out of Liberty. All right, first 
quarterback off the board. Kyle has officially done it. I'm going to make a note here of something I want to touch on later. Kind of related. We're touching people later? Nice. Oh, always, dude. We're talking about balls. We're touching, <laughs> we're dragging them, we're doing whatever we have to. Um, so, yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, that's the the, the worry for me as a, as a Browns fan that wants Baker off the roster is if, if Carolina takes a quarterback, we're kind of only down to Seattle, Atlanta, or any other team whose quarterback could get hurt for and a I, potential suitor. And I think that's why the rumors of Carolina wanting to trade for Baker have kind of died down a little bit. Yeah. Because I think they see this, that they're in great position to take one of the two quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, because I think the other, I think the one out is Ole Miss, the other quarterback. Yeah, so there's Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. A little there's bit. Kenny Pickett. Matt Corral... Personally, and this is before we got to Sean Watson. I liked Matt Corral. I didn't like him at 13 when we had that right. pick. I liked him in the second round for the Browns if right. we were going to take a quarterback. So for me, I don't I wouldn't even say that Corral's kind of fallen at all. He's just stayed where he should have stayed. Right. The other quarterbacks have just risen oh, absolutely. for no very, reason very other than drive, they play quarterback. Very high draft ruling. But yeah, I think Malik's better than Kenny, but I, I didn't I think the Panthers take the quarterback here. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want that to happen. For my mock, I have them taking Iki Aquanu, offensive lineman, North Carolina, because they're going to draft him, and they're going to trade a little bit to get Baker Mayfield, and they want to protect Baker, keep him upright, and starting by drafting yourself an offensive lineman. That does help. So next up, um, I don't like any of the quarterbacks. I'm going to preface this draft. I don't like any of them really that well or that much. So – it's hard for me to mock a quarterback this year because it's like, you know, a team has to reach for one and it's just such a bad decision for them. Like last year, it's like, okay, you got Zach Wilson, who I'm not a fan of personally, but I could see why other people like him. He, yeah. He's a project. He's got some, some hype. You had a guy like Trey Lance, same thing. You're small sample size, but potential is through the fucking roof. This year, I don't like any of the quarterbacks, honestly. This Malik is probably one Willis, of the worst I've seen in like five years. Like Willis should realistically be a second round pick because he's a project for the NFL, but fans are just enamored and, and, and teams just are so desperate for quarterbacks. He's going to be a first round pick. Plus the NFL needs to needs to hook on to quarterbacks for yeah. the draft. They need to build and stories around them. You know, I'll, I'll get to it later when I, when, when I do ad reads here, but I already have, I'm thinking about one of one sports cards and memorabilia, and I hope <laughs> that they're okay next year financially because my worry is the card game is going to diminish when you have this year's draft class. There's not really any studs, no great quarterbacks. Who's who's the who's the I want this card for this guy? I can't think of anybody right if now. You have one on one tattooed by this time next year on your body somewhere. I'll be really disappointed. I need one of one to get some <laughs> mentioned JG signs going on in the fucking window before I get a tattoo of them. But we'll talk about cards and stuff like that later. But I was just thinking about how this year's draft yeah. class doesn't have that like you know, that Trevor Lawrence picks the the, the future hall of famer that you need to invest right now, because hopefully one day it's worth millions. I I don't see any of these guys being that way. I could be wrong, but I rarely am. So here we go with the seventh overall pick. The New York football giants are back on the clock. Spoiler alert. They're not going wide receiver, but they're going with somebody. Who do we think it's going to be? Goodell. Are you ready? They race to the podium to take who? Two months ago was the consensus number one overall pick. They are taking Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, Oregon. What a steal at seven. Steal, in my opinion. That is a hell of a pick there. I, I agree. Again, all year, I remember when Ohio State played Oregon. Thibodeau was out. He was hurt. All anybody talked about was how this guy's going to probably be the number one overall pick. My friends are texting me about it. They're asking me, like, I wish he was playing because I'd love to see him a little bit more. But this guy's a stud. He's going to go number one. Could potentially slide to seven, maybe even further. Oh. But I have them going here to the football giants. They 
obviously this this roster compared to the Super Bowl winning roster from a few years from you know years ago with Eli Manning, apples to oranges. This is garbage. But they did it with defense. They did it with a pass rush. They like a good pass rush in New York. Um, I forgot who they drafted last year. They, they took a couple off a defensive lineman. Names are slipping my mind off the top of my head, but um, they're they need to add to that. And I think Thibodeau is going to be huge. Yes, I agree. It's a great pick uh, for me. I think Thibodeau does drop a little bit though on this end. Uh, but I have to stick with defense. I think defense is a huge hole. They took offense in the first round, the first pick for me for my mock draft. In this pick, they are taking Derek Stingley out of LSU. Hey, it would be good for them. They could use a little a little defensive back help. And Stingley's a good pick if they get him there. I mean, again, I, I rolled the dice because of some Vegas insider info that I'm getting. So I, I have him already way off the board. But getting him at seven is a good pick. Stingley's going to be a hell of a player, I think. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's Next move. up, the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, the Dirty the Birds. Clock. And they, again, another team. And there's a lot of athletic uh, people on this draft. They're running to the stage to get this pick in. And it it, <clears> I think it's in. Maybe. Oh, it's in. ESPN is just coming back from a commercial break. First wide receiver <laughs> off the board. Here it comes, folks. Garrett Wilson, Atlanta Falcons. Off okay. the board, OSU wide receiver. Makes sense completely. I mean, they're obviously without um, uh, the, the gambler. His name's slipping my mind. Calvin Ridley suspended for the year. They a lot have, of money he bet in that game. They have nothing else, realistically, offensively. They have Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, nothing else. Uh, I agree with you on that. They do need a lot of help there. However, their quarterback room is more embarrassing than no, their wide receiver Marcus room. Mariota is a future, buddy. I mean, he is. A, they have Marcus Mariota, <laughs> Josh Rosen, and I forgot the third quarterback, some French guy. Literally has a French name. Uh, they're all terrible. Pepe Le Pew. <clears throat> Close enough, honestly. It might as, may as well be a fucking cartoon <laughs> character. But they, they're they bad. The Atlanta Falcons do not have a good team right now, so they need a lot of help. How do you start rebuilding when you lose your franchise quarterback? You try to find another one. This is my first quarterback off the board. I am going Malik Willis. Nice. Quarterback Liberty, Atlanta Falcons. He's from Atlanta. Makes little sense. little tie-in connection there. I didn't know that till uh, this yeah. week. But I just have them going with a quarterback. I think Willis is the. To me, I don't like any of them. He should be a second-round pick, but he is my number one quarterback. Uh, I think he's a good project to have, and I think Mariota starting a few games while Willis sits, unless Willis blows it blows him out of the water in training camp, which is possible. Um, but I'm going with Willis for Atlanta. Good pick, and then. Now we are at number nine. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks got this pick from the Denver Broncos. And in my mock, once Goodell's ready, <laughs> <laughs> the Legion of Boom uh, from yesteryear tries to replenish that by adding to the secondary. This is where I have Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati going. I mean, Sauce anywhere in the top 10 is a hell of a pick. Yeah, he's a great player. Uh, sky's the limit for him. I just think Seattle needs a ton right now. I don't think they're going quarterback. I think maybe they would have thought about Wills, Willis, but if Willis gets taken ahead of them, they have to go to plan B, and I think that's going to be best player available, and that would be the New York Football Hawks. And <laughs> the, uh, the uh, I mean, they're next, so it works out. But then, yeah, I have them taking Sauce Gardner here. So, Kyle, what say you? It's like the Jets are going to eat the Hawks. My God. Um, I have the Seahawks sticking on defense. I think they need an edge rusher, and they're going to go get one out of Florida State. Jermaine Johnson with this pick. I think okay. it's a good pick for them. So it's kind of funny that those pictures are both up because if you guys, for those of you that don't know at home, pick number nine used to be the Denver Broncos. It is now Seattle's because they traded, they got it for Russell Wilson. Pick number 10 used to be Seattle's, but Seattle traded their multiple first round picks to get Jamal Adams from the Jets. So it was kind of funny that those two pictures were intertwined there. At least it was funny to me. 
nobody else, everyone else out there is probably like, who gives a fuck? But like, me, can you put it on a whiteboard and explain it to me better? For please. me, I enjoyed it. I, I explained it perfectly. If you guys didn't get it, you're fucking idiots. That's All that. right, bring on that Jets photo again because they're back on the board here. Yes, they are. It's my pick first, right? Yeah, I'm just yeah, checking it. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Um, so back on, and the pick is in. The Jets are doubling down on defense. They got a hell of a pick on my side with the first pick with Sauce Gardner. Now, because he fell, they're taking Thibodeau with their pick here. They're going to get that 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 linebacker help, the edge rusher help. They're going to get a great defense. Those two players, the Jets are just jumping ahead on their defense this year. Would be a steal for them because, again, Thibodeau is a projected top five pick, and if he goes to 10, there's also rumors that the Jets like him a lot to get him at four. Excuse me. Damn, so night. I like it. I, I ate a lot of food right before I left. <laughs> I worked out. I scarfed down some fucking uh, ground turkey and rice. And I am broken like a son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, so for me here with the Jets pick number 10, I have them going opposite. I have them going defense at four, offense at 10. Offensively, this is my first wide receiver off the board, and it is Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, the New York Jets are desperate for a wide receiver. They have been in talks to try. They tried to get uh, Tyreek Hill. They've tried to get any available wide receiver. Latest rumor is Debo Samuel. If Debo gets traded, the rumor is it would be for pick number 10 and possibly pick number, I think, 35 is the Jets' second-round pick, and that would be a package to get Debo Samuel to New York because, again, they are desperate for a quarter or a wide receiver to yeah. help out uh, Zach Wilson. But I'm not going with trades, but that's something if it does happen, don't be surprised. But if they keep their pick, I'm going wide receiver because they desperately need one. Yep, I, it's a good pick. I mean, again, a lot of these picks we're going back and forth on. It's toss-up. I mean, really, it just really matters where the person above them falls to. Yep, and now with the first wide receiver off the board, Washington is nervous, so they run to the podium, and they are ready. It was a magical pick. They're <laughs> it, was, making a, it was a strip club. That was Tinkerbell putting the magic dust down really quick. Um, pick number 11, I have the Washington Commanders taking Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. They also have been trying to get some wide receiver help. They traded away uh, some draft picks to get Carson Wentz. They need a little help up there for Terry McLaurin, who is in a bit of a stalemate with the with the commanders because of contract issues. But they do need to get a little bit more on the offensive side. And I think Drake London would be a steal. Drake London was a stud last year. He was putting up record numbers at USC before he had a foot injury that cost him the rest of the season. But that half year that he played, Put him up in like top five in a lot of categories. That just shows you how explosive he is and how dominant he can be. Uh, will that come to fruition in the NFL with Carson Wentz as your quarterback? To be determined, but Washington's going to find out one way or another, and I think that's why they're going with Drake London here. And we are back on the same page again. We oh, got off the rails. We're back on the rails again. One and two, and then we took ten picks off, and now we're, we're back. back on the same page. <laughs> I have them taking Drake London here as well. I agree. Um I, I was back and forth on two receivers at this pick. Drake is is the smarter pick here for sure. So, yeah, Drake London to the Commanders, um, good pick for them. Uh, really quick, I want to shout out to Donald. Um, I love the back and forth and your thoughts on the draft, man. You're, this is really good to hear from somebody. And same with Bill. Everybody, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, uh, Donald, you're going to want to stick around for sure for after the 30-second pick when I talk about the Browns because I have a thought on Pickens also. So we'll get to that in a little bit. I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll, we'll talk. I have a, a little story to tell about that. Um, all right, next up, Kyle is up for Minnesota. The Vikings are on the board, and they just didn't even walk on the stage. They just crumpled up the ball and threw it to them. The Vikings are actually very, very famous for missing picks. 
Yes. There have been multiple occasions We're where just going to wait it out there, Their right? clock runs out, and everyone's like, all right, well, the Vikings forfeit the pick. They didn't make it pick in time. It's happened before so to in, them. So in spirit of not missing it, they just threw the, the, the thing on the stage. But um, this is now – I forgot his name off the top of my head. It's a fucking – it's a mess to pronounce. But they – the new GM, oh, the guy from the ex, Browns. ex-Browns. Yeah. The Browns actually get a draft pick, a compensation pick for letting this guy go to Minnesota. I forgot his name. Uh, it's like Quezzy something. Um, but his first year is Vikings GM, and let's see what Kyle has for their pick. I have the Vikings taking a cornerback off the board out of Washington, Trent McDuffie. McDuffie. Duffy. Yep. All right, so yeah, Minnesota definitely needs cornerback help, secondary help. Uh, I'm, I'm in the same ballpark as you. I have a different position, but it's also in the secondary. I have Kyle Hamilton coming off the board here. Uh, safety from Notre Dame. I think he could help them tremendously. He's big. He's like 6'4", if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think he can he can command the field a little bit next to Harrison Smith, another Notre Dame fighting Irish. And I think those two burn, together would be pretty burn, good. Burn, uh, and burn, I think... Burn. For me, I think McDuffie going 12 is a little early for me personally. It could happen. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just have them going Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, I think the value there is great. So I think they would run to the, the podium to take him. Uh, let's move on to pick number 13. This was previously owned by the Cleveland Browns. It is now owned by the Houston Texans. And after taking Derek Stingley Jr. in the first round, they race to the podium to select their second player in the top 15. And here is Roger Goodell with the pick. With the 13th overall pick, previously from Cleveland, acquired by Houston, the Texans select Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. If I'm not mistaken, you had them taking Evan Neal, your first pick? Yes. So I have the same thing. I have them going an offensive lineman, but I have them waiting a little bit. Charles Cross, I think, would be a great value. Could be a top 10 pick. A lot of people have him pegged to the Panthers at six. But, again, it just varies on your board of offensive linemen. I stuck with mine, and I have him going here 13th. It's a good pick. I have them sticking on the offensive side of the ball as well, but they're taking an other wide receiver out of Ohio State. Here's where Chris Olave goes off Chris the board. Chris Olave. Could very well happen. There's a lot of rumors that they're looking for wide receiver help as well. They gave Brandon Cooks a pretty hefty contract in uh, a couple of weeks ago to keep him because a lot of people thought he'd be gone. And adding another one to help Davis Mills, if that's what you really think they're going to do with their, their franchise, I don't. I think they're in a tank year still. Next year, they're going to go for the quarterback. Um, but adding a wide receiver right now definitely wouldn't be a bad thing because if you are going to draft a rookie next year, giving him some pieces, great thing to have. So good pick there. And next, next up, up the Baltimore eight. Ravens, which this would have been cool if the Browns still had the pick. Don't get me wrong. I want Deshaun Watson. I would never trade that for the, the world. But going Browns-Ravens to know that the Browns could potentially take somebody the Ravens wanted, it's a good feeling. But well, They probably would have screwed it up at some point. Yeah, or they we would have tipped our hand a little too much. They would have traded to 12 and taken somebody we wanted. Yep. So I'm glad they've moved, but I'll let Kyle make the pick here if Goodell is ready. Baltimore Ravens, I think Goodell is ready for this pick. He is off the lazy boy chair that had so much mad-ass sweat. Hugging random last people. Year, hugging people during a COVID pandemic. Classic Goodell. Here's the, the pick. The Ravens are going to fix a hole where they lost somebody last year because they retired. Take an offensive lineman, Charles Cross, at this right. pick. Good pick. I mean, the Ravens' offensive line is a mess. Um, uh, we talked about it a, a few weeks ago when we did our team needs. The Ravens' number one priority should be the offensive line. You need to protect uh, Lamar Jackson. He obviously got hurt last year. That cost them their season. You need to, to protect your running backs as best as you can, create some holes. Offensive line is a mess. However, I'm going opposite line. I'm going defensive line okay. because I don't think there's any – 
maybe they go with like a Trevor Penning or somebody like that. There are some offensive linemen available, but I think the Ravens are going to stick to their board. They're a smart team. However, they do now have Sashi Brown on the, on the staff. He works for the Ravens. I heard he's a great office guy. As I've known as a Cleveland Browns fan, he'll more than likely help them fuck this pickup. So I'm going to stick with my gut though, and make the pick that I would take if I was the Baltimore Ravens and Baltimore Ravens. When you think of them, obviously you think defense, they're known for defense. I'm going Jordan Davis, defensive tackle, Georgia, a guy that I personally love. Yep. Adam, same, same page. I have Jordan Davis as my pick. I think he'd be a no brainer for them. Plugs right in on the defensive line fits what they look, what they do. The Ravens are a defensive team. So that's what I'm going with. Next up with the 15th pick. The Philadelphia Eagles are ready to make their selection. What's you? I, I only go and Goodell tells me, obviously. I know the rules. Um, Simon says. Damn right. I, I know what I'm doing here. I'm not getting killed like, uh, what is that, Squid Games? I know what I'm doing. I follow the rules. <laughs> Red light, green light. 15th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles, with one of their two selections in the first round, take Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. He is coming off a torn ACL. They did just draft Devontae Smith last year. They're loading up with an Alabama offense. You have Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and now you're going to add Jamison Williams to it, who should be ready to play maybe by midseason-ish, they hope. Um, but I just think the value here is too good for the Eagles to pass up. Eagles have a lot of draft picks this year. I think they have a lot next year, too. So they're going to use one here in a wide receiver. That's a bit of a project, but they're going to be patient with them. Oh, you know, it's funny is our last three picks have been this way because like your person, my person, you mm -hmm. picked this guy, I picked him here. So case in point with this pick, uh, Fletcher Cox is not getting any younger. No. And their defense is not getting any better. And so I have them taking Jordan Davis here. Would be a good, I mean, honestly, if, if, if he slides to this pick 15 here, I think that they would race to the podium to get him. It would be a great fit. Um, I just think the Ravens know he's too good to pass up. They, right. they love these kind of players in Baltimore. So that's, that's what I'm going with, but uh, good pick. I mean, that makes no the total sense for Philadelphia. And now we're going to do the 16th pick. Both of us will do that pick. And then we are going to take our break right after come back, knock the rest of it out. And perfect. It is 1030. So goddamn, are we good? Look we, at how didn't we plan it out. Perfect. I honestly thought we were going to hit this break at like nine or 10, 15 or, you know, 10, 10 to be a little early. Um, and then, uh, so let's go ahead and make the pick here, Kyle. The Saints are ready. Saints are no, we're, we're eager to get to a break, so they made their, their pick quick. And in true value, again, what you pick, I pick after. I have the Saints taking a wide receiver here and Jameson Williams from, from USC. All right. He has them going Not wide USC, receiver. Sorry. I think the Saints, from what I've heard, they made all those trades. They got all those draft picks. A lot of people think immediately it's got to be a quarterback. They're loading up picks to take a quarterback. Then I'm hearing the Saints are – relatively confident in James, James Winston. Yeah. They gave him a two year contract, but right? take it with a grain of salt because don't forget they were all in on Deshaun Watson, right? So they are, they clearly know they could use an upgraded quarterback. However, Deshaun Watson, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Browns fan. He's a top five, top 10 quarterback in the NFL, depending on your list. He's a great quarterback. So saying you want to replace Jamison, uh, uh, Jamison Winston, James Winston with Deshaun Watson is not like an insult to Winston. Same way as saying you want to replace Baker Mayfield with Deshaun Watson. Not an insult to Baker. It's just common sense. They're, he's the better player. So them trying to get uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't mean that they have no faith in James Winston. So with that being said, I think they're going to try to keep Winston upright this year. They're going to try to just load up, get that fifth-year option for an offensive player or a rookie contract, I mean. And that is going to be Trep Henning, offensive lineman out of Northern Iowa. That's okay. who I have the Saints taking. And we're going to go to a commercial break, just like ESPN would do. 
When we come back, we're doing 17 to 32. Then we're going to break down who we think the Browns are taking at 44. And then it's time for just the tip. And then we get to go home. I'm going to bed and I got to get up at 5 a.m. and fly to Vegas. Oh, so poor you. I know it is depressing, but I, <laughs> I'm only going to get like four hours of sleep, but whatever. Uh, we'll be right back in a little bit, guys, and we will do all those picks. But for now, stick with us. We got some ads coming in and that's that. So we'll talk to you in a bit.
So we're sitting in this beautiful studio too here, and you look around and it's it's new, it's it's well done, it's built out perfectly. And the people who the people who did this is Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. Um, they can come to your house, they can help you with anything you need: bathrooms, kitchens, windows, doors, siding, and a lot more. Need any help today at your house? Give Will a call, 440-731-7654, and tell them that the Redline team sent you. So it's kind of backwards, like our draft has been today, but Kyle and I are on the same page here again. As he talked about how beautiful it is here, thanks to Wiggins. You know where we're at that's beautiful? Where are we at? That's Growing Wings Adult Services Studio number two, state-of-the-art. Growing Wings Adult Services has five years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa, 234-334-7547. Lisa is the backbone to Redline Radio. She is such a huge help for everything. And without her and Dave and Lee and everybody and Tim, Redline wouldn't be what it is. So we thank them all. But Redline Studio 2, beautiful. And so I'm only going to mention this. I, I mention these guys a lot, but I finally made a call to them. Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC. It's, you know, I, I tra- take the trash out every Monday night. I open the trash, put the trash in. I look at it. It's just disgusting. I, I finally pulled the trigger. Uh, I heard they do great work. I think they're com- scheduled to come out later this week. They're going to clean my trash bins, get rid of all that gunk. I haven't cleaned it since I moved into this house. Uh, the previous owners probably didn't even clean it either. Um, but Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning, they're locally owned, eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in Northeast Ohio. Uh, they're serving North Ridgeville and the surrounding area. See, North Ridgeville. That's where I'm from. You can give you can Local. give Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning a call at 440-752-1533 um, and mention that Redline brought you and they'll give you 10% off. Now, I don't think any of them have been printed yet, but when they do get printed, I can't wait to load up on a Deshaun Watson card collection. And you know where I'm going to go to get those? One of one sports cards and memorabilia because they're going to have a shitload of it. They love Cleveland sports uh, almost as much as me. They're the inside of the store is beautiful. It has murals and paintings all over the wall. It's Cleveland dominated, which is amazing. And when they get Deshaun Watson stuff, that's where I'm going to get it because I love memorabilia and Deshaun Watson stuff is something I need in my basement. So I'm going there. And if you want to go there too, it's at 13221 Prospect Road, Strongsville, Ohio. Go in, say JG sent me here for some Deshaun Watson stuff. Let me know what they say. I think they're going to tell you, come on in. We got it right here waiting for you because JG's the man. Or maybe they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Only one way to find out. Get there to do it. Or call them today at 440-638-4044 for all of your sports cards and memorabilia needs. Just roll the dice. Just mention your name, see what happens. One day, it's gonna. I want somebody to, to call in and be like, hey, I went in there and they said, who the fuck is JG? I want that so bad. So a common theme, you know, lately we were at the Piston Power Show. We had Don Rockingham on our show. Don? Actually, no, Dan Rockingham. You said Don Rockingham. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired today. Uh, Dan it's, Rockingham, it's ex-wrestler. His, we were, his evil brother, yeah, Don Rockingham. his evil twin. Uh, we were on 4th and 15th on Saturday, and we talked about wrestling. We had a wrestling promotion on there. Um, I didn't know this, you know, coming into being on Redline, and it's really cool to know, but Redline has an official wrestling promotion. We got more information coming this year, but RPW Redline Pro Wrestling. I know more information's coming. I know Dave's eager to get it out to us. We've got. I've seen the belt. You've seen the belt. I've I've held the belt. You've held the belt. Absolutely. They look match. Maybe you and I can can sponsor a night sometime. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little uh, uh, Royal Rumble, maybe of all the shows on Redline. That'd be kind of fun, actually. Absolutely, I would be down for that. <laughs> um. Speaking of Dave, Dave, of course, has his finger in everything, his hand in everything, I should say. Finger in everything sounds more like Cosby. (laughs) Um, But he has his hand in everything. And, uh, I mean, it it goes all across the the, the country, not just Ohio. And you know how I know that? Because I'm going to Las Vegas tomorrow for the first time ever. And Dave says, if you go to this place, 
Tell them I sent you. I'll call up there. I know the owner. They're going to hook you up. That is, of course, the Rusty Spur Saloon located in Las Vegas. The Rusty Spur Saloon has been voted the biggest hole-in-the-wall saloon for the last two years, and that's got JG written all over it. Because if you know JG, you know I love a good dive bar, and I cannot wait to get to the Rusty Spur. And first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to walk in, like Lee said, and I'm going to say, fuck the Eagles, but they took Jamison Williams. Let me get a shot of JMO if they take him. I mean, if they don't, I obviously have to use a different team. But I'm going to make it work somehow. I'm going to fit in getting some fucking Jamison from the Rusty Spur. I want a beer. I can't wait to get in there. I'm excited. It's going to be hot. Ice cold beer in Las Vegas from the Rusty Spur. Nothing sounds better. Now, if you're listening to us right now, you're obviously a fan of Redline Radio. If you're a fan of Redline Radio, you know that they have shows every day of the week, all day. Produced by Tim, Lee, everybody and their brothers working hard to get these shows out there. The shows are getting bigger and bigger. We have more shows coming every week. And with that being said, of course, starting in May, Tuesday nights, 8 to 10, Josh and Tyler of Crossing the Mic get their debut. But if you want to get the vibe from them first, you're going to want to listen to Money's Crazy Mind this Friday night. He's got them live on the show to kind of get you a little taste of what's going to be happening. Not only does Lee host a show on on Fridays, he's also got a show on Wednesday, Money's Crazy Soundtrack, where next week, country music. Sorry, Lee, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not getting a view from me because country music <laughs> and me are not kind of, we don't get along. I'm not a fan unless you're playing Wheeler Walker Jr. If you're playing Wheeler Walker, as you guys heard last week, I'll definitely chime in for that. But we have shows every day of the week. I mean, earlier today, you had Sugar and Spice. Yesterday, you had Tim Buck Tuesdays. Tim had a couple comedians on. It was awesome. You've got Just Therapy with Sean Boyd on Monday nights. He had a comedian on and an owner of a comedy club. I mean, it's crazy how big Redline is. The guests people can get. Lex Vegas on Thursday nights. He's always got great guests on. You just really you can't go wrong with listening to anything. Fourth and 15 obviously always has great guests on because I'm one of them. So it doesn't get much better than that. So definitely check out everything you can on Redline Radio. And obviously, listen to Talking About Balls. Wednesday nights, 930 to 11. The show you can't miss. Award-winning award show. Damn right. Award-winning, hopefully taking home the big boy next month. We're going to find out, but we'll see. Uh, we'll be right back in a minute or two here, and we're going to wrap up these picks, wrap up tonight. And the, the Chargers are coming to the podium very shortly. They're heading on up. Goodell is getting out of his seat. He is flattening his pants, and he's ready to roll. So we'll talk to you in a minute. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Uh, Rusty Spur, I was given this. I want to show everybody. Rusty Spur Saloon, the official sticker right here. If I don't get to go there, at least I have a little bit of memorabilia from them. Hopefully I can. Um, definitely looking forward to, to being in Vegas. Why I'm in Vegas, for those of you just joining us after the break, first off, why'd you take so long to get here? But we're back. Las Vegas, the NFL draft happening tomorrow night. We are at pick 17. The Los Angeles Chargers are heading to the podium. And I believe it is... Kyle's pick? Yes. Yeah. So, again, true fashion, following what you had, I have the Chargers taking Trevor Penning here, offensive lineman, Northern Iowa, 
help keep Justin Herbert upright this season? I mean, honestly, that's the same kind of thought that I have is if they do go for, if there's any, a good one available, the Chargers will be taking an offensive lineman. Don't get me wrong. I fully expect that as well. However, I don't think there's one available for them that that's to their liking. And I think they could use a little bit of help. I know they did acquire JC Jackson, but you're in the AFC West. You have Pat Mahomes. You have a now loaded Las Vegas Raiders. You have Russell Wilson now with a loaded Denver Broncos team. Got to slow these guys down. Yeah. Best player available for me, if I'm the Chargers, Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of um, Washington. Kyle had him going a little earlier. I have him sliding a little bit. So I have him going corner. Only way to stop a great offense is a great defense. I think they're going to try to load up any way they can. Now we go to pick number 18, Philadelphia, back on the clock. And first time they were up, I had them taking Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Bama. Now I've got somebody else. And the pick is in. I have Philadelphia with the 18th overall pick, taking Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. I think if I'm not mistaken, somebody mentioned they would be taking Lloyd possibly. I'm going to have to go back and look. I lost my comments here. Oh, yeah, so he said, it was Adam, he said, Kobe Dean, who's also a linebacker, or any available wide receiver. So I don't have them taking Dean, but I do have them going with Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. It could be Dean. I mean, I think they are going linebacker. They need it bad. So that's your, my Your dramatic my weight for the, the tone of Goodell is, is great. Is I love it. To me. Um, I got him taking a wide receiver here. You had him taking a wide receiver with the first pick. I have him taking one here and a one Traylon Burks um, wide receiver out of Arkansas. All right, Traylon Burks off the board going to Philly. Next like up. There's a lot of teams just sitting on the side of the stage right now because it's like they're just it, taking yeah, turns. They don't, it's like one of those, like, you made your pick. Don't go far. Yeah, you're, you're coming, you're right coming back. back up. And case in point, New York, the Saints are back on yeah. the board. First round, you had Jets four, then Giants. Skip a pick, Giants, then the Jets back up. Now it's the same thing. You're going Philly, New Orleans, then a break. Philly, New Orleans again. Like Stand over there behind the queue line. We'll call you back up here in a second. Don't waste your time going back to your seat. And it's ironic because Philly and New Orleans traded draft picks right. to get an extra pick for New Orleans in this draft. It's like so, the New York, New Orleans draft this year. And I'm okay with it. It's, it makes it a little, little easier because you know what a team needs, so it's easier to plug in a player. Well, I've got the, I've got the Saints. The pick is in. The Saints are taking... An offensive lineman and a one Tyler Smith out of All right. Tulsa. Tyler Smith is a very versatile offensive lineman, can play multiple positions. Tulsa not known for making NFL players, but Tyler Smith could be a little bit of an anomaly there. So that's a good pick. Um, I'm a little different here. I have 19th overall pick, New Orleans. I have my next quarterback coming off the board. I have them taking Kenny Pickett because, again, Woo. they were all in for Deshaun Watson, meaning they're not in love with Jameis Winston. So I have them taking a quarterback here. One pick ahead of Pittsburgh, who I think is probably enamored with Kenny Pickett, would love to have him staying home. And I'm uh, I'm going to screw up their plans a little bit. So I have him going here to, to New Orleans. New head coach, a little bit of a new face for the team. You still have some young offensive talent. You have a really good defense. So I have them going with the rookie, rookie quarterback. Mm, Next pick. up, pick number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. So... I initially, I really wanted them to take uh, Malik Willis. I think that's what they want. The, suck. You suck. There it is. Yeah. Called it. Yep. Knew, like we knew it was coming. <laughs> that was not planned, everybody. But uh, but yeah, I have them taking Malik Willis in, in my head if he slides. But obviously in my draft here, he's, he's not available. So with that being said, Goodell is on his way up. And he just got done taking a huge Pittsburgh Steeler in between picks. That's why he's running a little late. And white, he's flushed. And with the 20th overall pick, I do have them taking Desmond Riddler. Uh, Desmond Ritter, I'm sorry, from quarterback from Cincinnati. 
I think they wanted Pickett, but he's not available. They're going to go with the best player available. I talked to Lee a little bit. Lee actually stole my thunder there in the comments. I think if he's available still, the Steelers are a very smart team. And I actually could see them going with Tyler Lindenbaum, the, the center from Iowa, because he would fit. They need to replace Pouncey. Their offensive line is shit. Would be a good fit. Protect Mitchell Trubisky. But that's who I have them going with. I'm, I'm going to have them going with Desmond Ritter, quarterback. Ritter, Ritter in the first round, huh? Yep. Nice. I could definitely see him being a first-round pick, regardless of the spot. But he's got first-round qualities. So I had them taking a guy who I'm not sure how I had slide this far down the list. Um, Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Safety. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's there, I mean, you'd have to take someone like that, I believe. You but would think. I, I don't know why I didn't slot him in earlier, but uh, that's I had the Steelers taking him here. Defensive help. Steelers love their defensive players. Um, so we'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to make it here, but old pick because pick. I mean, yeah, it's, it would be a, it would be a steal for the Steelers, but um, it's an interesting pick because they did just trade away a first round pick a couple years ago to get uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. So they'd be multiple first round picks for multiple safeties. Not really a Steelers thing, but <clears throat> value wise, if he makes it to twenty, I mean, shit, you got to run to the podium to get him. Speaking of running to the podium, Goodell, he's got his his jogging shoes on and he's heading up there for the New, New England Patriots. Kyle. <laughs> I believe the pick, is in. I think the pick made it in before we knew what the team was. I like that. Um, and the second pick's in, too. <laughs> uh, I haven't taken <laughs> we, we can't keep up anywhere. We got anymore. the third one in here. All right. Devin Lloyd out of Utah, linebacker. I think, uh, you know, he loves he loves his defensive players. The, uh, he does. He, we just gave, he just gave up a linebacker to us. We got we one. We gave him one team. back. Well, we gave him a half of one. Uh, we gave kind him of Mac a half Wilson. of one. Uh, I think this guy's a little better than what we gave him. So uh, Devin Lloyd going to the Patriots. It's a really good pick. I could definitely see them doing something defensively, but I kind of just stuck with my gut. I stuck with New England, just kind of going best player available. <laughs> Bill Belichick's, a, you know, obviously a genius. He was able to almost win. Uh, or, yeah, he got to the playoffs with Mac Jones, who I don't think is that good of a quarterback. Uh, with that being said, I think they're going to look to improve Mac Jones's protection. And by doing so, by taking Tyler Lindenbaum, I think him sliding to pick number 21 it would be huge for New England. I mean, I think he would be there regardless, but I just think he's a really good player. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in the draft, honestly. I think Linderbaum is, is just a stud. He's one of those guys that a center isn't a sexy player, but but I think he's a guy he could play for 10 to 15 years, dominate the league, multiple-time pro bowler. Um, I hope it doesn't happen because he's going to New England, but that's my my mock. I have them taking Tyler Linderbaum out of uh, Iowa. It's a good pick. Next up, pick number 22, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. This is the pick they acquired from the Las Vegas Raiders in the Devontae Adams trade. And most people think they're going to use it for a wide receiver. And we're going to find out here in a second if that's the case. For He's nodding yes, so I think they are going wide receiver. Roger Goodell says, with the 22nd pick, the Green Bay Packers select Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. Yeah, hell of a pick for them there. I mean, a no-brainer pick, honestly. They need to replace Devontae Adams. They also lost... Um, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. They've lost a few weapons for for Aaron Rodgers. I know Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, but he does need a little bit of help for God's sake on offense. They have Robert Tunyon returning from a torn ACL, a little banged up on offense, realistically. And I think getting Chris Olave is a huge help for that team. This is probably where they'll pick defense, just because well, they, they, have, want, they have two. They want to they want to test the waters with uh, Rodgers some more. Um, I've got him taking wide receiver too. Um, I got him taking Dotson out of Penn State, uh, wide receiver there for Green Bay Dotson. Good pick. Uh, yeah, I think wide receiver is almost a no-brainer. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. I think everybody, of course, the computer freezes and I'm scratching my nose. 
it looks like I'm picking. Um, get in there deep, get the gold. Knuckle deep. But yes, that's a good pick. I think wide receiver is a no-brainer for Green Bay. <laughs> Next up, we have Arizona Cardinals on the clock, and Goodell's ready for Kyle's pick. Three picks this time or just one? Don't get Tim started, man. He can, <laughs> he'll hit that button until his finger falls off. <laughs> the Cardinals taking the edge rusher out of Purdue. George, is it Carl Laftis? Carl Loftus. Carl yeah. Loftus. Uh, good pick. I actually have the same exact pick. So We're back on the track. They, they lost a couple people. They lost Jordan Hicks. They lost um, forgot the other one. They lost a couple, couple edge rushers, defensive linemen, and I, they need to replace them. And I think George Carl Loftus is a, is a great pick for them. Personally, I would love for, for him to slide to 44 somehow, some way. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm a dreamer. Uh, would love him, but him going to Arizona would make total sense. So that's a, that's a good pick for both of us. Next up, pick number 24, the Dallas Cowboys. Lee's How about them, team. Cowboys? Lee's favorite team. Um, yeah, Lee loves them. Huge fan. I forgot what their nickname is on the show. Death Blue Star, I think. Yeah, something like that. I can't keep up with all these Death nicknames. Death Blue Balls. I, I, I hate I hate a lot of teams, too, but I just call them by their name. Big it's just, Blue it's Balls, I think they're called. That's what they call Perfect them. for our show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. They could do go in a lot of directions. They lost some offensive pieces of wide receiver. They need some defensive line help. They lost some offensive linemen. Uh, the, the Cowboys are one of those teams that they, they kind of let the salary cap get the best of them, and they're not able to retain all the talent that they have. So they're kind of in a bit of a pickle. And I have them going here uh, with Zion Johnson, guard out of Boston College. They need a little help on the offensive line. Dax gotten taken a lot of hits, obviously gotten some injuries. I think they they lost um, the right tackle, Lyle Collins, to, to Cincinnati. They need to bolster up that offensive line a little bit, and I think adding an offensive lineman like Zion Johnson could be big. Uh, I could easily see them going defensive lineman as well. For me, it was just kind of like Karloftis just came off the board. I didn't think they would take another defensive lineman. However, I could see them taking Devontae Wyatt, somebody like that, a defensive tackle. Uh, they wanted to keep Randy Gregory. I could see them going for a defensive end. But with Karloftis going first, I have them going opposite opposite side of the line. It's a great pick, and it's the best pick. You know why? Because I have the same exact pick. Really? Zion Johnson? Still on the same track. Zion Johnson. What are the odds? And we're in the 20s, and we're on the same page. All right. Uh, next up, Buffalo. The Bills are Let's on the clock. see if we keep this streak going. Get the pick in. Cornerback out of Clemson, Andre Booth Jr., Buffalo Bills, taking that defensive help because they've lost someone that they need yeah. to kind of recoup a little bit of that talent back there. So this is like the 20s for me in, in, in the draft. These are my favorite parts because you have teams that are just so close to being Super Bowl contenders. They can kind of do whatever the fuck they want with these picks. And you can look at their 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 on paper say okay they need this they need that but it doesn't mean they're going to draft that position they could not need a corner or not need sure. a linebacker but they could go hey this guy's there we're going to take him anyway because that's just value that's what good teams do you just keep loading up with talent yep. so the bills could easily go wide receiver i personally i think they need a little bit of interior offensive line help so i have another guard going here i have them going kenyon green offensive guard texas a&m uh, you pay josh allen all that money he he stays upright he's big he's mobile but getting a little bit of help to protect him, I think, is a good move. And again, I think it's just it's just value. Running back for me, I mean, you got uh, what is it, Brees Hall, Bryce Hall, however you say his name. I don't have um, any, I don't have a running back going in the first. Round. I don't either. Not that's to spoil what, anything. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Buffalo was the only need, team I thought about. They need a running, running back, back, but do they value one with a first round grade? And it's a lot of things that you have to think about with teams. It makes sense on paper that they would take him, but 
do they have Hall as a guy that they would actually want in the first round? You can get Hall in this. You're going to get Hall in the second round. He does. He's not yeah, going to get. I think Hall will go round. early, early second. So the Bills will miss out on him. But I also think that they could. They're a good enough team to where you can get a guy in the second or third round if you're Buffalo and you plug him in. And it, you know, I don't think Hall's going to make them a Super Bowl contender if they took him in the first. I don't think he's his value's there. Um, so that's my pick. Next up, we have Tennessee picking number 26, and Goodell is ready. The Titans I have here, uh, they could go either way. I mean, they traded a second-round pick for Julio Jones last year. That obviously didn't work out. Um, Ryan Tannehill's kind of not working out for them, as we saw in the playoffs, with them having the one seed and then him pissing it away. Uh, I have them, though. Their defense sucks. I have them going with a versatile defensive back who can play a little safety in a little corner, and that is Dax Hill, defensive back, Michigan. Tennessee needs some defensive secondary help, and that's who I'm going with. I just... Rolling the dice. Not Michigan. No. Yeah, right. Um, I've got them going guard, offensive line. Kenyon Green, Texas okay. A&M. They need some help up there to keep that old man healthy behind center the best they can this year. All right. Now we are on to pick number 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa. The Tampa. Oh, Y'all be talking, so I'll be trying to, you know. <laughs> Goodell's not getting any younger. He's a little slower he's now. Slower he breathed the hardest hell. Yeah, he's tired. He's little, getting slow to that podium. <laughs> I've got them take they need some help on that defensive line. Um, I've got them taking Travis Jones out of UConn, defensive tackle at this pick. I think it's gonna help them. Um you know, Tampa is known for a good defense other than Tom Brady on the offense, but they need to have that defensive kind of sewed up going into this next year. Same position, different player. Same position, different player. Okay. I'm going Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, I do think they're going to – I don't think they're bringing Adamic and Sue back. They do need a little defensive line yep. help, and I think defensive tackle makes a ton of sense. Well, at least we're on the same page there. <laughs> next up, Green Bay is back on the clock. Hopefully they didn't go too far because Goodell is ready. Giant. They're going offense again, but this time it's to protect Aaron Rodgers. They, they, they realize how invested they are with Rodgers. They're going to give him a weapon, and they're going to give him a little bit of a, a little bit of a wall in front of him, and that is Bernard Rainman, offensive tackle, Central Michigan. He is a mauler. He's getting a lot of buzz in this draft. I could easily see Rainman go top 20, or I could see him fall out of the first round. You never know with, with early draft buzz, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. That's what I'm rolling with. <clears throat> Good pick. Um, I had them going with a Quay Walker linebacker, linebacker out of Georgia. Clay Walker, not the country singer, not to be confused. No, Quay. You might hear Quay. oh Quay. Is yeah. It, yeah was, not Clay, Quay I Walker. I thought you said Clay Walker. No. <laughs> Sorry. You Quay might Walker, hear Clay Walker linebacker on, on Lee's crazy soundtrack on Wednesday, though, because he is a country singer, <laughs> so it's possible. That's how you segue. Uh next up we have the Kansas City Chiefs picking back to back. So we'll just do one buzzer here. We'll go both picks, each of us. It's just easier that way. Uh, yeah. You're up first. Uh, you are right. You just took. Uh, oh, that's Clay right. Walker. I am. I'm taking the defensive end of Michigan. David, is it? How do you say it? Oh, a Jabo. A Jabo. Yeah. Yep. Defensive end of Michigan. All right. Good and pick. Then, and then, yeah, go, go, go to uh, 30. Yeah. Uh, clear Eamon, the corner, uh, Elam, cornerback out of Florida. Okay. So we actually are kind of on the same page. I have them taking care of Elam uh, with the 29th pick. Okay. And then at 30, I have them going Trillon Burks. I think they're going to see the value in a wide receiver out of Arkansas, uh, replaced Tyreek Hill a little bit. They did add Juju. They did. They do still have Byron Pringle, but I do think taking a wide receiver here is good value for them. And and Burks has been all over the board too. He's been a guy that early in the draft process, Browns fans wanted him at 13. 
now he could possibly be the 30th pick in the draft. So, uh, yeah, honestly, Kansas City, I do think will be trading. Uh, for those of you that don't follow the draft that intently or intensely like me, they have 12 picks. Yeah. No team is going to use 12 draft picks. You don't want 12 rookies on your team unless you're the Cleveland Guardians. So they're going to trade some of these picks. They're going to move up. They might move up to get God knows who. Could be a stud wide receiver. They could move up to get a defensive end. Who who knows? I mean, they have all the tools. But if they do use their, their two first-round picks, that's who I have them projected going. Next up, Cincinnati Bungles are picking 31st, and uh, I don't remember how the order goes now because we fucked it up. So, Kyle, just go ahead and start That's us fine. off. Once I, the I have a value pick here because I'm not sure again how this guy's felt, but I'm taking Dax Hill out of Michigan. They do need secondary help. I mean, you have uh, Justin Simmons, their safety, and not Justin Simmons. Who am I thinking of? They're, they just franchise tagged him. You guys know who I'm talking about. I can't. His name fucking slipped my mind. Uh, just think Simmons is the one from Denver. They have a safety that they just tagged. Who gives a fuck? But they have a they they need some secondary help because they they are a little thin. As you saw, the Rams kind of pick them apart. And all season, really, the Bengals secondary hasn't been good. So I'm with you, same same ballpark. But I'm going Andrew Booth here because I have him still available, cornerback out of Clemson, going staying in Orange, but going to Cincinnati to play for the defending AFC champions. Next up, the final pick of the first round, the Detroit Lions are on the clock and they are ready to pick. Now, in the real NFL draft, the last pick of all of the picks is called Mr. Irrelevant, since this is our technical last pick, because we'll get to the Browns. I'm not mocking anybody to the Browns. I'm just going to give you guys some names. So this is our Mr. Irrelevant for the Talking About Balls 2022 NFL first round mock. And Kyle, just start us off again. Sure. I have them (laughs) taking Kenny Smallhands Pickett uh, out of pit at this pick because God knows they need a quarterback to back. He goes from one pit to another, the lion pit. (laughs) They suck. They do need a quarterback. I'm with you. I have them taking a quarterback, although I have Kenny Pickett off the board. I have them taking Matt Corral. I think them getting him with that fifth-year option is huge. You want that as as an NFL team, especially a quarterback, because you want to stay as cheap as possible, and quarterback is turning into the most expensive position. So would be a smart move for them financially and for the future, but same position, different players, good pick. And that is our 2022 mock draft. That was, now, I think that was smooth. That was easy. I mean, we're right on time. We're doing great. You have the Browns picking their first pick of the night is pick number 44. So, again, you have our consensus or our thought, I mean, of our top 32. So take that with a grain of salt. Now fast forward from 32 to 44 in your imagination, who you think could come off the boards. That's why I'm not mocking anybody because it's too hard to do that. So uh, I'm going to give you guys some players that I think we're going to go with. I think obviously the no brainer position for me is defensive line. I know a lot of fans out there want a wide receiver in the worst way. However, think about it this way. Andrew Barry traded for Amari Cooper. Andrew Barry drafted Donovan Peoples Jones. Andrew Barry drafted um, Anthony Schwartz. These are young guys that they may not be the best right now, but maybe with a better quarterback, you get a little more out of them. Maybe Andrew Barry and them are content with this group. We did sign um, Hakeem Grant. Hakeem Grant, the, uh, the he's, a, he's a return specialist, but he can play wide receiver. So I don't necessarily know if wide receiver is top priority for Andrew Barry. He hasn't shown me yet that he's willing to invest in a wide receiver. He hasn't taken one in the first, second, earliest one he's taken so far is Anthony Schwartz last year. Um we got Amari Cooper for a steal, a fifth round pick, basically. So I don't know if he values a wide receiver that much. Maybe I, I could be wrong. Maybe he's gonna he's gonna take one depending on value. So with that being said, I am gonna stick with the defensive line mentality. I have a couple wide receivers to give you who might be there at 44, 
Um, and one of them will be who I talked about with Donald earlier. He had a good thought. So I'm going to go with a couple names to look out for. Logan Hall, defensive lineman out of Houston. He's very versatile. He can play defensive tackle or defensive end. Great player. Uh, David Ajabu, Ajabu would be a steal at 44, uh, especially because he did tear his Achilles at his pro day. However, there is speculation he could return about halfway through the season this year. Mm -hmm. So if you're a playoff team like the Browns are projected to be, getting a brand new fresh rookie middle of the season defensive would be, end would be great. Who, if he didn't tear his Achilles, honestly, he was a first round pick more than likely. So great value would be huge. He's a guy I have on my list here to keep an eye out for. Uh, I also have uh, Travis uh, Jones, the defensive tackle out of uh, UConn. If he, if he makes there, Kyle has him going in the first round. I have him possibly being there at 44. That's why I love the NFL draft. Uh, Nicobe Dean, another one could be a first round pick could slide a little bit linebacker. We do need a little bit of linebacker help. We have, we have JOK. We have Chase Winovich. We did bring back Anthony Walker. But as you guys saw, a couple injuries here and there, a couple guys miss a game or two. We're kind of fucked. We don't have the depth. So it's a, it's a good thing to have. Uh, Boy Mafe from Minnesota, the defensive end, another guy to keep an eye out for. He's a legitimate, could really be there at 44. Now we get to the fun part, wide receivers. Jahan Dotson, Penn State. Kyle has him going in the first. I have him kind of sliding. Could be there. And then George Pickens. As Donald mentioned earlier, George Pickens is actually the one that is getting the red flags, the personality trait issues to hurt his draft stock. I hope it's Andrew Barry that's saying all this because Pickens literally has the 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 physical traits and the the talent to be a first round pick. And if we can get him in the second round at 44, huge. So a couple guys to keep an eye on. I do think they're going to go defensive line personally. It gunned to my head if you ask me, but we'll see. You never know who's going to be available. The draft is a tricky thing. It's fun. I love it. And, uh, Kyle, I don't know if you have some thoughts. I just, also. I was, I only researched what I thought they would go for would be the receivers. Okay. Um, I had sky Moore. uh, very George, possible. George Pickens, the other one, and those are only two that I thought might be available at 44. So sticking with that nerd, uh, chart that I saw earlier, sky Moore actually does not test well, according to Andrew Barry's really? likes. So again, take it with a grain of salt. This is just a guy doing his research on what he's looked for, uh, with Andrew Barry picks and it, it's, Maybe he he takes him, but mm -hmm. according to the what statistics of what he normally goes for, yeah. he's not a guy that's on there. But I mean, these guys might not be as well. Some of them weren't even on the list, so you never know. That's but that's a good thought. I definitely part of the draft. I mean, we just defensive line wide receiver could could easily be the pick, no question. Never say never, honestly. Um, but that's it for the talking about balls 2022 draft. Huge thank you to Tim for helping us with that and getting the sound bites and getting all the pictures up. That was awesome. That was flawless. I loved it. Great time. Um, you make a great Roger Goodell, Tim. Honestly, oh, thanks. I love it. Uh, this was awesome. This is so much better than doing it in my basement. We're just rambling off picks, sound effects, comments. Perfect. Um, I just like the button. I love it too. That's such a good sound. It's so beautiful. Save that button. Use it. Yeah, we might have to. We might Actually, use no, it. Delete that, that button because I don't want to use any other show on this. Yeah, this don't station. let anybody else use it. Keep that only for us. Put that, put that in a special folder. Um, speaking of putting things places, are you guys ready for just the tip? Because I am. Bring on the tips. We're going to start off, uh, as always, with Tim Buck too. He's going to give his tip. Kyle, then myself. We're going to wrap up the show. Three tips in one hole. I'm going to try to get some shut eye, and I got an early flight. So, Tim. What's up, ball sack? It's Tim, Tim Buck too here. Of course, with my tip. Um, I've always been talking about comedy the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks. I've been talking about comedy, but this one is gonna be super sick. I mean, all of them are super sick, but this one, what makes this one so dope is we're getting the callbacks from the comedians that were there last week on top of extra 
uh, celebrities tomorrow, right? tomorrow at the yeah. Bliss Bistro, and I'm a part of this show. Um, I'm going to be in here auditioning basically for a spot, um, and I plan on killing it. I plan on getting a call back. Uh, so if you want to come out and see a show, and it is free. It is absolutely free. Really? Yes, at the Bliss Bistro, uh, 1550 East 191st Street, and you go to Ohio, 44117. Um, just come up, have a good time. They got good food, uh, decent priced drinks. Um, come out and 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 see some comedy, man, for free. Like I said, these com these comedians out here are working hard, and some of them get paid for this. But yet, this show is gonna be free. So come out and enjoy it. I like free comedy. Justin charges me when he tells me jokes, so it's weird. As, <laughs> as I should. I mean, let's be honest. It's, this is America. <laughs> You're good at something don't do it for free that's my motto that's a fact <laughs> that is a fact that is a fact so, so my tip is a little throwback to draft we're on the draft today um, i had a hot take in 2017 and remember who did we take first round in 2017 we took miles garrett great pick well, right i mean first round total we took miles garrett we took jabril peppers and we took david and joku that was a hell of a year <laughs> i made this lovely comment right here as you can see out right here okay um they had the chance to take watson at four i believe didn't they uh they traded down from four right yeah no we actually traded yeah no we is that where he went because we did trade no, 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 with, we traded down so it was we took miles and i think we had the fourth pick too and we traded out of that pick wherever wherever watson went is uh, was our pick oh was it yeah, yeah we, so we, we traded we out so houston him, could right? take him yeah so i i made this hot take instead of they take watson i'm throwing my tv out the window well they didn't take him um uh, my tv survived and here i am multiple years later happy that we have them on our team so everything works out and my tip is just don't be ashamed to uh look back and agree and laugh at some of your bad bad takes justin has them too sometimes i've got however. a million bad takes don't oh. get me wrong yeah <laughs> especially my my worst takes came when we were desperate for a quarterback oh like, you're you're um what's his face out of uh i like manzel i wanted um what was it do that went to arizona and then went to josh rosen yes yeah, but in my defense, that year in that draft, none of those quarterbacks worked out as they thought. Yeah. Because, I mean, we took Baker, and he was okay. Josh Rosen, again, a lot of it it has to do with the, the teams they go to. It's the situation. Rosen wasn't in a good situation, so it wasn't going to work. If we took Josh Allen, I don't think Josh Allen would have been good. So it's all about where they go. Right. But I didn't like Baker. I didn't like Darnold. Uh, Josh Allen was too much of a project for that current regime. I didn't want him. Same with Lamar Jackson. So for me, the safest bet was Josh Rosen. The 2017 draft, I wanted Miles Garrett. I knew he was amazing, but I wanted Mitch Trubisky because we needed a fucking quarterback. I was right. just so desperate for a quarterback. I don't know um, why at the time I hated Watson. I, I don't Maybe I just didn't see much tape. And I, I mean, think he was kind of raw at the time, too, coming out of A little of bit. He was good. He just he had some injuries, so maybe that could have been it. A yeah. little injury-prone, uh, you know, mobile quarterback. At the time, before Lamar Jackson's era, mobile quarterbacks were kind of a thing of the past. Maybe yeah. that's kind of a little red flag you had. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, way, we've all it's had just bad funny takes. to have the full circle comment here. I see this today, this morning. I'm like, this is perfect. Um, just, you know, go back and look at your bad takes. A lot of my friends on my Facebook page have some amazing hot takes that I save yeah, and bring bad. them back every so often. So yes, yeah, very bad. Anyways. So Kyle speaks of drafts uh, prior. I'll, I'll speak of drafts present and that my tip of the week this week is watch the draft as much as you can. Just try to enjoy it. Have a good time. I'll be there. Um, I might honestly, I'm bringing my Deshaun Watson jersey. And I want to wear it night one. Obviously, I want to wear it. Sure. To because it's the biggest night. It's going to be the most televised. I'm, I'm going to get the most eyes on it. You're going to get a massage that night too. Uh, I'm looking for one. Happy there endings only. A uh, little rub and tug. If I can, I think I might wear the Watson jersey though nights one and two because we pick. We have a pick on the second day. 
So I might be standing in the crowd wearing a Watson jersey Thursday and Friday. If you see it on TV, it's me. Uh, but just watch the draft. Have a good time with it. It's really fun. It helps you not only just if you're a Browns fan, but it gets you to learn future players. It's, it's cool for me personally, at least. I, I, I you know Maybe not everybody's the same. But if I hear a guy get taken in like the fifth, sixth round one year, and three years later, two years later, whatever, he's a stud, and you go, should I remember when they took him? Yep. Like it's really fun to, to just remember that kind of shit. Same thing with like other guys. If you're a fan of co- any college team, to hear a guy from a team you like get taken is always really exciting. So my only reservation with you wearing that jersey is he's going to get hurt now. You have a history no, of wearing okay. jerseys, and those players get hurt. I'm I'm past that. I you're forgot. not. You're like a hundred percent track I've had, record. I've had LeBron jerseys. It's been fine. It's all good. <laughs> he lost his hair. So I had, see, look, uh, it all works the same. I had a Baker jersey when he was still good, so oh, I didn't. Okay. Don't blame me for that. Okay. Not good. I, it was okay, but I'll be looking for you, man. It Hopefully is very possible. Yeah, there there have been a lot of people that have sent me pictures and stuff that have been like sending me stuff. I, I kind of also want to wear it. I did it, of course, to be a troll. I love Deshaun Watson. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh yeah, you're gonna get some. But smart, I bought the jersey immediately when we we traded for him because I wanted it for Vegas because I want people to talk shit and I am so prepared. If you know me, I'll talk shit back to anybody. So I cannot wait for somebody to say something. I'm gonna throw it right back in their face. I also think that when the Browns are drafting, that ESPN is gonna look and say, "Well, there's a guy in a Watson jersey." That's gonna give us a good topic of what's going on with the Browns right now. It's great for television. It's great for everybody. I'm doing the NFL a favor. If anything, they should, you know, make sure you show me a little bit of money. on TV. If they show you, on if, camera. I, if I lift my Jersey up, then you can't see the Watson. Uh, I need, I need true. the full effect. <laughs> Always something, <laughs> but, uh, but that's going to do it for this week. On behalf of everyone at talking about balls, no Clevelander has ever used the word soda. Us Clevelanders say pop. That was from draft day. That shitty movie. See everybody.